Welcome back to the Macro Golf Podcast. It's been a while since we've been away and we're back now. Uh, took some time off over the summer. Uh, and now we're going to be coming back with some regular episodes for you guys after taking our rest. Um, what better way to kick off the new series of the podcast than with a Q&A session? So what we're going to try and do in this series, we're going to try and get some guests on. And we're going to try and answer more of your questions. So we're going to start that today with, with a bit of a Q&A session between the two of us. And then as we go on, we'll start getting some more guests, some more people in the golf area, uh, in the golf industry, and hopefully give you guys some extra insight into not just golf fitness, but performance, nutrition, practice, mindset, loads of other stuff we can do uh, to help you guys play better golf this year. So Sam, how are you? We are we are back. It's been a while. How are we? It has, it's been a while. Yeah, no, it's been, we've been um, pretty busy in the background with with macro golf making changes on the app for coaching everything like that so yeah it's it's all good we got out for nine holes earlier in the sun which was quite nice white hill your clubs looking looking very very lovely not too not too muddy this time of year so it was yeah it was nice yeah well i think we've both played some golf which has been good um yeah we've both had some time off but we've also been putting a lot of time in to the business as well trying to make you know, trying to take the business to, to where we believe it can it can get to. Um, but we're keen to get this podcast back uh, back consistent and back giving you guys some some regular uh, kind of useful content that you can take away. And we've had some good comments on the on the podcast so far with some episodes and people telling us they've learned stuff and picked stuff up and found it valuable. So keen to progress to that and give you guys more content and more valuable uh, information to help you not only play better golf but live better lives. That's what we're all about, right? So yeah, absolutely. Uh, We've got six main questions for tonight. So six questions we're going to ask. Uh, we'll do three each. And it's a nice variety of questions. These were questions that came through on Instagram. So we've got a variety of questions that you guys have, have sent in uh, over the last few weeks. And we're going to try and cover them to our best ability. I always like this style because we always have different answers to stuff. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how we answer these questions differently. Um, but yeah, if, you, if anyone does have any more questions for future episodes, obviously just ping them in uh, either on instagram or you can drop us emails uh all the details are below in the in the notes to this to this episode so sam do you want to kick us off with question number one and uh, yep. what we're talking about first up question number one how to reduce back pain when making a swing change or when trying to change your move oh topical for this time of year for sure um, Very cool. and i know you've actually yeah. been working with someone who has been trying to do this recently so i think quite relevant have, for you to to kick start us off with this one yeah there's, i've actually had uh quite a few people i just spoke to someone else yesterday who had the exact same thing um you know we, we, don't, we never like to name names but these actually both of these players uh are people that i work with one's a pro uh one's a good amateur and they're actually trying to make the same change funnily enough they're both trying to gain more uh spinal tilt um through impact so they're trying to create more spine uh spine bend more side bend more spinal tilt uh and both of them have actually fed back to me that they've had some back pain um as a result of trying to make these these swing changes right uh so this is this is this is topical uh it's not unusual at all um it's a great question so what was the question how to reduce the Pain, yes right? how to reduce yeah. back pain when making a swing change i've got my own thoughts but i want to hear hear how no, you go first yourself. tell me tell me <laughs> no you tell, tell, tell us first tell us first. i was literally just about to say my favorite favorite phrase straight off the back and i'm gonna have to not to but i'm gonna start with it it does it does depend right i i think the first thing i would ask the person is 
why are we trying to create a change? What other compensations might we have by creating this change? If we're trying to create, especially like a, a severe change, like you're spoken, speaking about with, with more side bend, and it's causing pain, if if we're an amateur, I would ask why. Like, what are we what are we gaining from this, and what are the pros, what are the cons? The, the cons, in some cases, might actually outweigh the pros, right? It might mean less time playing. It might mean right, I've got to do more physio, or, or what, whatever it is. Uh, for a pro, it's it's slightly different. If I'm going to actually answer the question itself instead of sidetrack around it like I normally do, how to reduce back pain when making a swing change. Are we doing any core work? Are we doing any mobility work, basically? And then we'll have to look off the back of that. Or are we trying to create something that the body just for now can't do? Are we trying to put the body in positions that at the, at the moment we just aren't physically strong enough or, or mobile enough to get into those positions with speed? Because we're not even saying, right, can you get into however many degrees of sideband? We're saying, right, can you do that while you're swinging a club 100 miles an hour? often uphill like whatever it is so that that's where i would start yeah uh, i think you covered a lot of the points in there that i was thinking i think um yeah we need to always need to ask ourselves you know you know why we're making this change you know that's that's valid you know it's not necessarily conversations that we will have the answers to but we'll be able to ask those questions to the golfer that's definitely something i do regularly you know someone says i'm making this change and i'll say okay why why are we making that change because that gives us a little bit of of reasoning um i think the other thing we need to do is uh is twofold one we need to improve our resilience to that move uh so we need to become stronger we need to become more mobile we need to become uh more robust to getting our body into into those positions and as you said getting into those positions with speed uh but i think we also need, just need to manage our load i think this is one of the big ones that i see with this i think when people try and make a swing change that often is accompanied with hitting a lot of golf balls a lot of practice drills, a lot of repetition, and you know that is what is needed quite often to to make significant change. Uh, but quite often these people are not used to it. They're not used to that movement, and they're not used to that amount of frequency and that amount of load. And quite often our body then reacts with whether that's pain, inflammation, stiffness, tightness, whatever. Right. Um, so yeah, we both like to dart around the question. Let's say if we're going to answer the question, uh, we're going to manage load, decrease volume, most likely. And we're going to increase strength, stability, and mobility in whatever area it is that's suffering, right? Because we've we've obviously said so, Ben, but it might be that people, uh, I was speaking to someone last week who's trying to create better um, shoulder positions. They're trying to get into more external rotation. They start to get some irritation in that shoulder. Yeah, okay, fine, because they don't have great mobility in that shoulder. So they're forcing themselves constantly into a position that the body is not used to. Um, we get aggravation, right? So same situation manage the load manage the volume uh improve mobility stability and strength yeah 100 seems to be the answer to most stuff we say right but... <laughs> yeah basically yeah. right the key one and, and i just want to touch on what you did there about managing the load managing the volume we did a blog post on this a couple months back was actually why it is important to to track your volume how many balls are you used to hitting a week and then if you're going to double triple that you're going to expect even if you're not going to create a swing change you're going to expect a little bit of soreness, tightness um, there. So just ramp it up slowly. Don't go from playing a couple of rounds in the summer to then getting onto the range every other day, hitting however many hundreds of balls, and expect just to just to be able to do that. You've got to 
got to slowly ramp up. Same as training. You can't go from going to the gym once a week to five times a week without yeah. some sort of ramifications there. Yeah, 100%. And for example, I spoke to someone last night, uh, who's the, the pro we mentioned in the in the uh, previous example. And he used to play a lot, not practice tons. He was, he was playing a lot. And he has now started to make this this move. And over the last couple of weeks, he's been hitting probably six, 700 balls a week, uh, of which 200 to, two, to you know, 250 of those have been drivers. So yeah. it's a lot of volume. He's not used to that volume. Um, you know, we're on cold weather here now. The body's not going to be moving as well. And yeah, that's unfortunately, that's kind of going to be a, a typical reaction to to that load. Yeah. But yeah, get yeah. stronger, get more stable, get more mobile, manage the volume. And uh, that's going to be your best way to to stay pain-free, I think. 100%. 100%. I think we answered that. I think we gave a good answer. I think so. I think, I think we did. I think we did. Uh, maybe people are going to want examples. So I would say, you know, paloff press, core stability exercises. Yep. Um, anyone who has the Macro Golf app, if you want to search through rotation and then search through stability using that way, you'll find the exercises that we recommend for, for core stability. Um, yeah, any anti-rotation um, exercises. Anti-rotation, I was about to say, any kind of unilateral loading. So just loading one side of yep. the body. If you're doing like a reverse lunge or something, the core is going to automatically switch on there. Any overhead stuff is fantastic if you're able enough to to do that with step ups and balances and things. Um, it's, this is all specifically for back pain, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a ton of really good stuff out there that you can help to make your body as robust as possible to get into into positions. Yep, agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, nice. Yeah, I think we answered that pretty well. Uh, all right, let's go for something a little bit more generic, not as, not as specific as making swing changes and and back pain. Uh, the next question here is, do we have any tips for more energy, both on and off the golf course? So how do we increase energy levels off the golf course? And how do we increase energy levels on the golf course? Mm-hmm. Interesting. While I just make some notes. Yeah, I, I can actually can cheat on this because uh, uh, two weeks ago, I actually did a presentation on this exact topic uh, on the Golf Fitness School. So <laughs> I did you? I've kind of got, yeah, I can, I can kind of cheat. Um, but what I kind of said to the guys wasn't that, is actually, I, I do believe that if we can increase our energy levels off the golf course, then naturally we do have more energy on the golf course. Uh, I do believe yeah. that yeah. that is the case. Um, yeah, I've kind of got a little formula that I kind of talked them through, which I think you know, definitely helps people improve energy level. I'd like to hear your thoughts on this as well. I'd like to hear what you do with your clients, uh, for anyone that does suffer with energy or, or anyone that suffers with burnout as well, or avoiding burnout and trying to manage, you know, energy expenditure, stress and strain. Yeah. Perfect. So the first one I always go to with energy levels is sleep. How many hours of sleep we get in? night i think that's the that's the biggest one we're going to probably get into some more nuancey top level things that you can do but there's no point doing a lot of that stuff if you're not if you're not sleeping seven eight hours a night um why aren't we sleeping that and then we can look into sleep patterns what you're doing just before you go to sleep and, and help there but i think sleep is 100 percent the biggest factor for energy levels and then i'd start looking at nutrition I'll start looking at nutrition, hydration. How are we doing there? Is there anything we can be doing to to improve that? Um, and I'd say that's particularly more for 
that's where we can see a bit of a help on course. If you're feeling burnout on the course, is what you're having before you play, what you're drinking while you play, all, all of that. We can start helping there. But like you said, I completely agree. If you're going to feel tired off the course, you're probably not going to feel energised on the course, no matter what. So if we can fix it off the course, it kind of solves the problem on the course anyway. There's there's little things we can little things we can touch upon. Stress is a really good one. I like to use a lot of journaling. I think both of us use um, use journaling with our clients if they're burning out or things like that to help. Um, but typically, I'd do a, a deeper dive into into sleep nutrition would be where where I'd start for for feeling burnout. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I was, I was uh, just getting my get my list up here, and I basically split into four categories for the for the guys. Yep. I said sleep, um, sleep, nutrition, habits, and exercise uh, were my four. Um, and then we basically split those four down. Uh, I think sleep is really important in getting kind of consistency of the sleep, the depth of the sleep and the yeah. time of the sleep. You mentioned there the time. Uh, I think the, the, the depth and the quality is important. Um, but I noticed myself and I noticed a lot of my clients, the consistency of that sleep is also really important. Uh, you know, if you're constantly going to bed at the same time, get up at the same time, your general energy levels throughout the day are just so much better. Uh, if you're someone 100%. that has to, for example, do shifts, uh, where you kind of do early's, late's, nights, that type of thing, or some days you're going to bed at ten o'clock, then other days you're going to bed at two o'clock. Even if you're staying in your bed from two to ten, it's not going to be as good quality sleep um, as that consistency. So uh, that that kind of formulates all part of sleep. But I think that all three of those are important. Um, I think in terms of nutrition, you know, the amount of calories you consume is obviously going to be important. But I think uh, the consistency of the meals, the timing of the meals having meals that don't irritate your stomach and make you feel sluggish and make you feel horrible, vitamins, minerals, all of this stuff like makes such a big difference to our overall energy. Uh, I just think it's all, all of it is important. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just crazy how, how important this stuff is. Um, I'm just looking for the rest of my notes here from this. <laughs> I know it's a bit of a cheat code. Uh, habits. Uh, again, we spoke about evening routines, morning routines, how we start our days, uh, reducing our amount of time being sat down, reducing our time on screens, like all of this stuff, we just kind of put it together and said, all of this is making a difference uh, to the amount of energy we have in the day. Um, and obviously exercise, we know that exercise increases our energy levels throughout the day as well and correct amount of exercise or, or not over-exercising as well um, makes a difference. So I know I've just spurted out a million things there, but I, all of these are important. If you, if you are lacking energy in the day and you don't have the energy and the get up to go and do everything you want to do, I think you've got to look at all of this stuff. All of there's, yeah. there's opportunities in all of that to yeah to make progress. Well, one I just want to dig deep, a bit deeper into there, Joe, that I think you touched on that, that is really important with with the sleep is that typically a lot of my clients tend to to sleep fairly well Monday to Friday, and oh, yeah. then go to sleep much later on the weekend, get up much later. Then when it comes back time to getting up earlier on the Monday again, just like circadian rhythm just thrown all over the place, and then you're just sluggish for that first part of the week. It's the word consistency of of trying to stay in within a sort of half an hour range every single day of when you're going to bed and when you're getting up makes a huge change. It's one thing I can speak to personally from years and years and years ago, making sure I was even on weekends getting up slightly earlier just made a massive difference to, to my energy levels and not feeling sluggish later on into the day and everything like that is, is so important. Yeah, it's like self-induced jet lag, right? Like it's basically what you're yeah. doing is you're basically... Having jet lag, you can basically yeah. get up two hours later, go to bed two hours later, and it's you know yeah. you're basically changing your rhythms, and that's why it disturbs us so much. Um, yeah, yeah, can, yeah, love all of that. Couldn't agree more. Um, 
hopefully we've answered that question i mean I, i'll give i'm happy to read it out like i'll give the overall so basically i took it took this presentation was like 30 minutes long and in the end i basically just gave four really obvious sentences uh, and i'll read them out so the first one for sleep was build a consistent evening routines that allows for the correct hours of time in bed and deep sleep improve quality of the bedroom and promote a deeper sleep with less interruptions avoid caffeine alcohol to increase overall quality of sleep seems obvious right actually how many mm -hmm. of us are doing that every day yep not a lot right yeah uh nutrition eat whole natural rich uh foods rich in vitamins and minerals manage your intake throughout the day to avoid complete depletion or overconsumption avoid foods that irritate the stomach or cause negative reactions supplement with any vitamins or minerals that you're not being sufficiently consumed by food and drink again seems obvious but how many of us are depleting ourselves throughout the day and then stuffing our face you know again like all of these things seem obvious but um until we actually kind of look at our normal habits uh, makes a difference again with habits reducing frequency and total exposures to screens stress sitting breaking up prolonged periods of being sat down taking time away from screens and artificial light you know like all of this stuff is is going to make a difference uh, and exercise uh, we said exercise regularly avoiding overtraining and burnout planning in regular rest days and deload weeks like seems obvious but how many yeah. people are doing all I of those I things do i don't do it <laughs> yeah like yeah, it makes a difference. So if you are someone who's struggling with energy on and off a golf course, um, or if you're the person that asked the question, uh, there's your blueprint. There's your blueprint for more energy, uh, more productivity, and um, yeah, better performance. Cool. Uh, Sam, back over to you. Let's go with this one. So best way of making the most out of the winter for making progress on my golf game. Ooh. Okay. Um, well, there's going to be less golf. There's going to be less golf. There's going to be less golf yep. or less golf rounds, rounds of golf, playing golf holes. So always when that happens, we've got an opportunity to obviously practice more. Um, but we've also got an opportunity to train harder and train a little bit more frequently and a bit more consistently uh, without having the, obviously, the detriment of aches, pains, fatigue affecting the golf. So... Um, you know, what's the best way to use that is going to, I know your phrase is going to depend. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we're trying to add strength, speed, power, mobility, distance, and all of that stuff. Um, and the winter's a great time to do that, obviously. Um, I don't know. How would you say that was, what would be the best use of. It's hard I mean, to say a lot what, of stuff we believe be we the, do it all year, right? A lot of this stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to say what would be the best without knowing the specifics for each individual, right? I know for, for myself at the moment, I'm trying to get a lot of practice in. So I know that winter's a good time where I might not be able to play as much golf to actually get down to the range and do some technical practice, do some do some other things there to, to really try and move the needle within my swing. Um, someone else might be completely opposite that they've maybe been going to the gym once a week, but they want to become a bit more robust because during the end of last season, they were getting a bit of pain as they were playing and wanted to play a bit more. So do we need to look at different training techniques? Do we need to put them on different programs? Things like that. It's, it's, it's identifying what the goal is, which we've touched upon in our podcast before, identify the goal and then take a step back, reverse engineer it and put the plan in for that. How many hours a week do you have? How can we divide that up to, to range golf, gym, stretch, whatever that might be? and then put your plan into place the, that you can follow. I think off-season is good, probably the best opportunity to gain muscle. Agreed. 
for most. I think it's quite hard for a lot of people to gain muscle throughout the golf season. Um, yeah. Most because the calorie expenditure over golf season is quite high. Uh, for people that play a lot of golf and enjoy a lot of golf, they they generally will burn off a lot more calories throughout the, throughout the summer um, and can't get to the gym as much. So I think it's harder to gain muscle. Um, there's definitely things we can do to preserve muscle throughout the season, but I think it's hard to gain muscle throughout the season. So, um, yeah, I'd probably say gain muscle, probably gain speed. Probably not a bad idea. Um, yep. But everything else we say, we probably should be able to do all year, right? Like, as we said, like, you know, you should yeah. be able to get more mobile, should be able to get stronger, should be able to get fitter uh, throughout the whole season. So there's no reason to only do that in the winter. No. I would say. No. But Building habits. Just, yeah, you, you can build the habit yeah, of build habits. in the winter and yeah. then maintain yeah. that habit in the summer. Yeah. 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 Or good, get good at another sport that doesn't involve uh, rain. <laughs> yeah, like you can play indoors. Like dartboard here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, yeah, do you think we've answered that sufficiently? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Let's go to my second question here. So, uh, actually, very similar to question one, although they don't sound similar, I think our answer is going to be this, very similar. Um, do we have any advice for people to wake up in the morning without pain? when they've played the golf the previous day. So imagine we've played golf the previous day, wake up the next day and our body's you know, in pain and it's stiff. What advice do we have for this golfer to avoid waking up the next day in pain? All right, so we can kind of take this in two ways, right? We can be reactive to someone that has woken up with pain. What's the best way to deal with that? Mobility, mm -hmm. start off with some stretches, some movements, some steps, lots of hydration. Um, and then kind of being proactive. How can we play golf and then not be in pain the next morning? And that will be with all the habits we've spoken about before, becoming slightly more robust. That might involve changing your gym routine ever so slightly, um, focusing a little bit more on on some core and some rotational work perhaps. Yeah, you can take that either either way, either way. I think for, 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 the, for the most people listening, it's probably unrealistic to say you're never going to wake up in pain after some sort of training or golf right we can pretty much assume at some point in our lives you're going to play a lot more golf than you ever used to and you might be a little bit sore and tight so have a routine that you know you can go to that's going to kind of check in with the body stretch everything that needs stretching engage everything that needs engaging so you're better off to recover as quickly as possible yeah. Yeah, agreed. I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think you're twofold, right? You're stopping at a source, getting stronger, getting fitter, getting more mobile, getting more robust. And you're then reacting to that situation where, you know, better food and nutrition after you play uh, and freeing yourself up with a little bit of movement, steps, mobility, whatever it is the next morning. Um, but yeah, right. I think, you know, and also realizing what type of pain it is. You know, is it pain that's, that's stiffness that might just come from, playing golf and just a little bit stiff and doing a bit of a warm up and whatever can make you feel a bit better. Or is it pain that hang on a minute, I've done something here that's a bit more of a problem. Uh, and I've gone, you know, way beyond my levels. Um, of, mm. of It's, know, it's a really interesting point. Away. It's a yeah, really interesting point. That is one that's actually, I've been trying to get across a lot this week with, with slightly newer clients of being able to identify your body and knowing your body a little bit better than you do rather than just saying oh this hurts 
well, actually, what is there something severe there? What type of pain is it? How does the pain feel? So then we can put in the best kind of procedure to, to get out of that. If it is something really serious, then perhaps nothing might be the best thing to do. If it is just stiffness, tightness, then we need to do the opposite. We need to move as much as possible. We need to limber up. We need to get the blood pumping. We need to hydrate all of that. So it's one thing I'd really recommend to you guys listening is trying to try to get to know your body as well as you possibly can to, to react to different aches, pains that you, you might have. Yeah, love that answer. And I think, uh, again, like say, for example, we took, we took, let's say we take the person who asked this question, we could say to them, okay, well, what, what, what level is your pain at? Are you at the point where you could jump out of bed and go and stand on the first tee and hit a golf shot? It's probably, probably no. Or are you at the point where you, after warming up for five minutes, you could go hit a golf shot? Maybe. Well, you're not at the point where you wake up and you have to call an ambulance. So there's like, there's a big variety of waking up with pain. And it's not Absolutely. just a, I'm in pain, yes or no. It's like, well, yeah, what severity is this? What type of pain is this? Is this stiff? Is this ache? Is this a sharp pain? Is this a nerve, like sciatic-based pain? Is this, um, you know, am I just fatigued? Uh, you know, there's so many variations of it. And I think, as you said, getting in tune with that and understanding what am I experiencing and then what's my solution to solve that gives a much more... Um, gives control back, I think, to the golfer. And that's something I try and do with my one-to-one clients. I try and give them that control back to say you know, okay, your back's hurting a little bit. Okay, just lay down on the floor and breathe a little bit. How does that feel? Yeah. Okay, now can you move your legs a little bit? How does that feel? Like, well, now can we do this? How does that feel? And just under- letting them understand that just because there's pain doesn't mean that we're like, you know, we're already calling an ambulance and going to the hospital. Like, there's a yeah. big kind of, yeah, spectrum that we need to kind of explore. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we, no, took that, like we took that, that into like that we took that deep. Um, <laughs> all right, right. Sam, back over to you. Back over to you. Back over. So my last one for today. Fastest way to add club head speed. Swing faster. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Intent. Have the intent. Literally, yeah. Yeah. Literally, like, and not just uh, as a joke of like, okay, you want to swing faster, swing faster. Swing faster for a few days and you'll be a lot faster. Like it, it really does work that, that quickly. Um, yeah. yeah, that is the fastest way. If we're trying to get the fastest way to our club speed, swinging it harder is the fastest way to our club speed for sure. 100%. 100%. You can't um, swing at 95% every single day. Your 100% doesn't move up at all. You have to swing at 100% for that 100% to, to move up. Swinging anything, yeah. 99%, 98% doesn't move the needle at all. It has to be everything you can physiologically do to move the club. And then you'll start to you'll start to see that. Are there any other ways, any other implements that we can use? Perhaps, yeah, we can use some, some speed training stuff, some relentless um, sticks, what we use with clients, which are absolutely fantastic. Caveat might not be the best way, might not be the most yeah the best way for longevity to add club head speed but in terms of the fastest way to get there just go hit 10 balls at the end of your practice as hard as you can a couple times a week you'll get quicker yeah i think there's a let's let's play this let's play this game like if you if you take a golf with 100 mile an hour swing speed on on the course and we took them into the studio and we did some speed drills with them we would be able to increase their club head speed uh, in, that, in that session by, you know, probably five or six mile an hour. If you took someone 
that's one of them 100 mile an hour and you took them to a coach that specializes in ground reaction force for example i'm sure they'd be able to get also five or six mile an hour increase in that golfer if you took them to hmm, let's say if you took them for a really good warm-up they'd probably also add four or five mile an hour uh if you took them onto the driving range with their mates and said that whoever hits it the furthest wins a thousand pounds you'd probably also add five or six mile an hour. So there's so many different ways that golfers can access more speed. Um, the fastest way is to swing it faster or to, you know, have the intent to swing it faster. Uh, the most efficient way is going to be to, you know, well, let's not get tapped into hitting the ball further. Um, but the most efficient way is going to be to work on your body technique, making all these things happen over a longer period. So um, yeah, let's not, let's not get tapped into that. If anyone wants that information, they can go into the speed episode, but, yeah, the fastest yeah, yeah. way to add swing speed is going to be having some kind of intent to swing the golf club faster. That does work. Just swing the club faster. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Clear agreement more. on that one. Um, all right. Last one uh, before we tie this up. So what are the best gym exercises for golfers? Interesting question. Tough question to answer. Uh, I know you're going to say it depends. So if yeah. you can't say <laughs> it depends... Uh, let's say, okay, let's play another game, um, in spirit of Bob does sports, five, five best gym exercises for golfers. And so what we'll do, we'll do the game where you, you say one, I say one, you say one, I say one, and we can't say the same one. What are you putting at number five or number one? You can pick number one first. You can have first pick. I'm going to do, we have to do them in order. Uh, yeah. So you pick your one, I'll pick my one. Let me do two, three. Yeah. Okay, fine. So number one, oh my God, I hate doing this. I hate this speaks so much about what both <laughs> we stand for with not prescribing exercise without knowing a person <laughs> like um number one and it probably i'd say exactly the same for any athlete or any human being in the world i'd say yeah i knew you were gonna say that uh, are you, any type of squat, any specific squat uh if i'm being so specific for general population it would be a heels elevated goblet squat there we go my body's nice. cringe, cringing uh, as I'm saying this. I hate this. What you're, what you're doing to me right now? Yeah, this is this is hard. <laughs> this is uh, there's caveat attached to this. This is uh, this is very very tough. Um, okay, I'm gonna go. Oh, this could be an hour long podcast on its own. Um, I'm gonna go with a. I'm also gonna do a gob goblet variation just simply because I think it's great for people to have control of body weight and it, and it helps train posture a little bit. I'm gonna go with a uh, a goblet. Um, I'm gonna go with a goblet reverse lunge oh yeah yeah, yeah I, I like the i like the fact that a reverse lunge exposes you to hip extension which 100%. i think is just something I, we don't spend enough time like no i just think hip extension is gold if you, you can yeah. spend a lot of time in hip extension i think um yeah, yeah i think we can get enough core, core only, stability yeah i typically only ever program reverse lunges I don't yep. really do forward lunges with clients, just for exactly those reasons that you just spoke about. I think they got their place. They got their place. You know, forward lunge. I've, I have. I do uh, sometimes program, uh, program forward lunge, but I just love a reverse lunge. I just think yeah. they're just an awesome exercise. Uh, when yeah. done properly, they are. You know, they're cool. Um, little bit of stability involved there. Single leg. Bit of balance. Core activation. Yep. Yeah, if I could only ever do one exercise for the rest of my life, it would be a reverse lunge. So there you go. That's why that forces yeah, my, yeah, my, my, my hand down be, a little bit. Mine would be the, the squat. And then I did my second would be a pull-up. Yeah. I yeah, absolutely love the mobility it gets 
with our shoulders back, um, especially if you're doing them correctly. Um, but in terms of strength, force production for upper body, like posture, I think pull-ups, you can't, can't go wrong with pull-ups. Yeah, I see your pull-up and I'm going to throw a, a lap pull down at you. Uh, yeah. The poor, man, so the poor man's pull-up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just think that a lot, enough people don't say, say, for example, if someone can't do a pull up, there's a classic variation of using the assisted pull up machine. I'm sure people have seen them in the gym. Uh, I've just seen a lot of people use those machines wrong um, and not yeah, using yeah. the correct way. So I just think, I think, I just think a lap pull down is a pretty safe, a safe way of doing it. Um, I agree. I think similar to what we've said there, like I'm just imagining a typical goal for a set behind a desk, not having a like absolutely up the hips with a reverse lunge. And if we can open up the chest and shoulders and strengthen the back with the pull down. Or or a pull up, I think we're we're doing a pretty good job there. So, um, yeah, we're making a nice list here, though. So let's say number three. Go on, you want to go for your third? Number three, golf. I'm gonna do a standing dumbbell shoulder press. Pretty Ooh. similar to what we said in terms of making the shoulders move properly for for the pull ups and that pull down. Um, but also pressing the weight overhead, making sure our core is engaged. I think that does so much for so much for golfers. Love it. Uh, I'm going to go a bit off piece and actually give an exercise that I don't program often. Um, I'm going to go with a med ball throw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, I just think if we can do like an explosive lateral med ball throw, I think we're going to tick a lot of boxes there. Uh, and mm-hmm. if we were to only be able to do one exercise, yeah, there's, that's my answer. I don't think there's much more. I was gonna, I was gonna make my way onto my list just a little bit lower down. Um, so I'll take that. I'll take that off mine. You've stolen that from me. Um, key thing on, I want to talk about with with medball slams quickly, uh, just like we spoke about with the clubhead speed is intent. Don't do medball slams yep. half-heartedly. Do it as hard as you can. As hard as you can. Um, Number four, so I've got squat, pull up, shoulder press. I would do a pad off press. We've got to have some sort of anti-rotation exercise in there. Yeah. Um, absolutely love pad off press for golfers. Um, they're just amazing for fixing posture, lower back pain, like understanding how to use the core correctly without tensing so much that then you can't actually rotate and have swing the club. I use them a lot yep. in terms of that with clients. Um, pad off press, absolutely. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, that was on my list. I'm gonna have to think of another one. I'm gonna go with a. Uh, I'm gonna go with like a 90 degree box jump. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of ways that, like, say for example, if you only had one exercise, how do you how do you train the body to move athletically and still provide enough stimulus to the rest of the body that it has to take some kind of load and some kind of strain? I think. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna go with like a 90 degree box jump. I'm happy with my decision. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Talking, uh, talking your fifth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My I'm fifth. So I'm not including any of yours in mine, am I? Because no. my next one was going to be a jump. So I'd be, I would do a, a counter movement jump. Up onto your, up onto okay. your toes, slam your heels down, jump up high as you can. Uh, we've spoken about jumps before, why they're so important for, for golf and power and posture and things like that. Um, yeah, counter movement jump. Oh, man, you answered quick. You didn't give him time to think. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Um, 
So actually, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna I'm not gonna answer the question directly because we've got, the, to be fair, the question was best best gym exercises. So it wasn't like number one, only one. Yeah. Uh, so we let's say for example, we've ourselves, already basically. got. Yeah. So I've got a reverse lunge. I've got a pull up. I've got a med ball throw. I've got a jump. So I think if I add some kind of press in there, I think I've got a pretty good workout. So I'm yep. gonna go with a. Um, I'm gonna go with an incline dumbbell bench press. Interesting thoughts. Why? Uh, I like I like doing dumbbell. I think dumbbell can help provide a little bit of stability to the shoulder. Agreed. Um I like incline because we can tap into the shoulders a little bit as well. Um, and I think just brute pushing strength is a huge athletic trait. Yeah, and I think if we can build good pushing strength. Um, yeah, but also it just fits in nicely with my other four. It's a nice plan. I'll tell you what, guys, do my five, then do Joe's fives and see which ones you prefer. But they're basically the same work. They're basically the same exercises, just a different exercise yeah. selection. The one, the closest, the first yeah, so one if you think is the... a shoulder press compared to your incline press, but they're all pretty much yep. very similar. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we're thinking about, you know, unnaturally we've just ticked off, like you know, naturally, but without thinking about it, we pretty much ticked to push, pull, lunge, yes. hinge, squat, rotate. Absolutely. Right. Like yeah. this is these are <laughs> principles of 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 ticking our movements. If you go into go into the macrograph app, you can search by these movements. You can basically say I want to do a push exercise, a pull exercise, a rotate exercise, a hinge, a squat, a lunge, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and we've basically just probably just picked our favorite exercises from from that. <laughs> from from those yeah. categories pretty much um yeah so we, yeah we maybe we did cheat a little bit but i think that's no i don't I think, think, so. I, think again, I think like, if you were to, if you were to say to me i could only do those five exercises for the rest of my life would i plateau i would say probably not i would be fairly confident yeah. i could add, add enough growth into those and change them with different tempos etc like that but i'm covering pr- Maybe not every single body part, but enough for me to get quicker, faster, stronger, stay injury free with with just those five. Yeah, yeah I think you could. Yeah, so that's yeah, I, I agree. And I, I like think, that. And also, like, you, we're not even. I mean, you know, I put a lap pull down in there, but I didn't need to because if we take pull up, for example, it's not a lot of equipment you really need to perform those workouts. Like th- those workouts we've just explained there are definitely doable in a home gym, in a garage gym, in a very, very yeah. low equipment filled gym. Um, we're just being quite clever with the way we program it to tick all of our boxes and make sure that all movements are being covered. We're not we're not necessarily thinking about each muscle being covered. We're thinking about each movement being covered. If we can cover each movement, we yeah. know that we're going to be covering our bases. Absolutely. Um, you know, maybe is, we didn't have a hinge is... in there. Maybe it'd be nice to have a hinge, but you know, some kind of pull or hinge movement would be nice. But a hinge, but with the five, there, five spaces. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer. I then I would yeah. Then I'd take out my squat and do a hinge instead. But I just I prefer the the changes we get in the hips, the knees working, the glutes working from a squat than to a, than to a yeah. hinge. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, cool. That sparked some pretty good conversation. I think that was, I like that. Hopefully that was, that was informative that was for everyone listening. Uh, we should probably do more of our, of these top five things. Cause that we always come out with weird answers when we do this. Um, we did it for our snacks as well. I remember. Um, and I think it's a, it's a fun way to, to play around with it so we'll do a little bit more of that so if anyone's got any suggestions to them uh send them in uh sam anything else you wanted to mention today to send off on this podcast episode 18 
No, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's good getting back. There were some really interesting questions. So like we said at the start, guys, if you do have any more questions, um, fire them in. More than happy to, to get them answered. And um, yeah, hopefully we, we spoke earlier about getting some, some guests on what type of guests they would be. Um, really excited with some of the names we've got lined up. Should be some really interesting insights for you guys um, to provide a bit more value. Yeah, we've we've definitely got people that we we've got lined up. Who's just trying to match diaries is awkward um, between between me, Sam, and and the people we've got matched. So we're gonna we're gonna try and get to work on that over the next few months and get some stuff uh, recorded in, and then we'll probably release those out in 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 order. Um, but yeah, anyone's got more feedback or questions, send it in um, through Instagram or or email, um, and of course, go and get the MacroGolf app. Everything we've spoken about today, all these exercises we've spoken about, all of this is is there and it's ready to to help you in this off season so um go and download that either from the app store or from the play store uh you can download it for free have a little check out see some exercises um and then you can also use podcast 10 as your discount on the website uh Correct. to get 10 percent off as well yeah cool awesome brilliant guys thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode peace thanks guys